CEO in the building and my scenery from background looks a little different today but nonetheless I'm here like I told y'all I was gonna be here I know a lot of y'all have off today because my guy Rad what's going on Mel I know you got you guys have off today but um I was in a little situation in um, our building that needed to be handled so I wanted to um Go ahead and let the people handle that and so I have some space, some quiet, and get to what I needed to get to today. Peace and love. Thanks for tuning in on Instagram always, um, every Monday. So, folks, you know where I'm at. Like, I do this every week. You know where I am. Instagram, SportsRapC, at SportsRapCEO. Facebook, SportsRapPodcast, LLC is the group page. And that's where I'm at. Heat100radio.com, but not there today. But you know where to get me. So, at SportsRapCEO on Instagram. And Sports Rap Podcast LLC on Facebook. So, a couple things I want to talk to you about today. I'm going to give you, like I normally do, I'm going to give you some scores from yesterday. I'm going to give you some updates and whatnot, a little bit of updates. Um, Yeah, so just intersecting my guy, like I said, Mel, on, um, on Facebook, he just asked if the Sixers... Uh, the Sixers had made a move or made a try for Bill. They did inquire, um, but right now the Sixers are kind of strapped with what they have um, as far as no draft picks and as far as capital um, to make a trade like that, especially when Bradley Bill just signed that new $200-plus million contract. So it would have taken way too much, in my opinion, um, for them to acquire Bradley Bill. But it did... Um, but they did inquire, and I'm going to talk about that trade in a little bit. So just stay tuned, because there's some things, some some pieces, you know, some uh some links that need to be fixed in that deal, um, or some links that need to be added into that deal. So I'm gonna talk about that in a little bit. So like I said, get right to it. Uh, got some baseball, major league baseball scores from yesterday. Uh, my guy Lowell Rich, always thank you, Coach Rich, for always tuning in. But before I get into the scores, let me just say, I know Father's Day was yesterday. So I hope all the fathers out there had a good day. I hope you enjoyed your day. Um, for me, to be brutally honest, um, going into my weekend was a little rough. 
Um, I had a situation that happened. I'm not going to go into detail about it or whatever, but had a little situation that happened. Um, but nonetheless, I got through it. I got I got to Sunday. I got to Father's Day. And I just said to myself that it's Father's Day and I'm going to make the best of it and it's going to be a good day. And it turned out to be a good day for me. So I hope everyone else, um, all of my guys, fathers, whoever, I hope you all had a good day yesterday. So, like I said, moving into these Major League Baseball scores from yesterday. The Orioles outlast the Cubs 6-3. The Rockies get beat up on by the Braves 14-6. The Marlins just get by the Nationals 4-2. In a tight one, Mel, your guys, the Cardinals, uh, beat the Mets 8-7. Angels 5, Royals 2. Pirates fall to the Brewers 5-2 as well. The Twins fall to the Tigers 6-4. In 10 innings, the Reds get by the Astros 9-7. The Blue Jays fall to the Rangers 11-7. Phillies get by the A's 3-2. White Sox fall to the Mariners 5-1. Excuse me. The Dodgers fall to the Giants 7-3. Rays 4. Padres 5. So the Padres take that. And then in the nightcap, the Red Sox take the Yankees 6-2. In the WNBA yesterday, Mercury 71, Liberty 89. Mystics 77, Sky 69. The Dream 100, Fever 94, Sun 83, 74 over the Sparks, and the Lynx fall to the Aces in the nightcap, 93-62. In USFL football, as we see, the Breakers take the Gamblers, 17-10, and the Stars fall to the Panthers, 23-20. I think the Stars are still like tops or very close to the top in that in their division in that. Um, so I'm looking for a nice, pretty decent run from them uh, later on in the playoffs. When the playoffs start, I think, next week for them. So just look forward to the stars. Like I said, USFL is here, and they're doing some decent things in that league. So uh, moving along into some news and some updates. Uh, the Suns, like we said, are finalizing a deal for Bradley Bill, and I'm going to talk about that as soon as I get done with other stuff. Longtime six-man Lou Williams has retired from the NBA. He is also currently the leading NBA bench scorer in the NBA. Got a question to ask about him a little bit later on as well. Uh, the Hornets are set to bring back Brandon Miller for a second visit. And Bob Huggins resigns from West Virginia University as the head basketball coach. It appears to be a result of a DUI arrest. John Morant was suspended 25 games by the NBA. Definitely going to talk about that because, Mel, when you were with me the last time you were with me, we talked about that, and I know you're going to have some things to say about that. Also, some updates on some six on the Sixers front. Uh, two coaches have been named, two Nick Nurse's um, incoming staff. Those guys are Bobby Jackson, who I think could be a good coach. He could also good help with the guards, a.k.a. Uh, Tyrese Maxey. And then there's Rico Hines. Um, Rico Hines, I think, has a good relationship with Nick Nurse, he has a really good relationship with a lot of players um, due to his summer league and his open runs uh, when the guys are come, getting ready to go into training camp or preparing to go into training camp just to get their skills and get them in shape to go into training camp. So he does that very well, and I think he's very player-friendly. So I think that's going to help some of these young guys on this Sixers team. Um, and I think Nick Nurse will get the most out of him um, as an assistant coach on that staff. So... Um, also, a notable Hall of Fame um, nominees this year, Paul Gasol, Dirk Nowitzki, 
Tony Parker, Greg Popovich, Dwayne Wade, and Becky Hammond. Like those are the most notable ones um, going in. There are a few more, as we always know, but I just wanted to give you the most notable ones um, right up front and give you that information. So, talking about, we're just going to jump right in because I'm probably not going to give y'all the whole two hours a day, but I wanted to give y'all something uh, because I said this morning that I was going to come in and in just unfortunate circumstances of what went on where I was at. But nonetheless, like I said, I'm here. So, um, let's go into and let's talk that um, Bradley Beal situation, that Bradley Beal deal. Since um, it was at the very top of the news and updates and, and my guy Mel brought it up. So, Again, yes, the Sixers, from my belief, did um, inquire, which they should have, and I'm feeling like it was no a no-brainer for them to inquire. They should have inquired, um, but they did. But again, like I mentioned um, before I gave you all of that info, the Sixers are somewhat strapped, handicapped, um, handcuffed, if you will, with what they can do in certain situations. So it's probably looking like they're going to have to move Tobias Harris. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that. I've got a couple trades, a few trades, um, mock trades that have come up. And I'm going to go through a couple of them, or probably most of them, and tell you how I feel about them and what um, I think could be done. But getting to the first blockbuster trade um, of this free agency season or this summer, um, as you know, just a quick note, the NBA draft is this Thursday. 8 p.m. on ABC and ESPN. So, like I said, first trade of the season so far, of the summer. The blockbuster. Uh, Bradley Bill going to the Suns to create another super team with him, with him, Kevin Durant, and Bradley Bill. They are moving on from, the Suns are from uh, Chris Paul. Landry Shamit, and I forget, there might be some picks involved in that deal. I forget, I wrote it down, but I can't remember what it was. But nonetheless, later reports have come in that the Phoenix Suns, um, or the Wizards rather, not the Phoenix Suns, the Wizards, need to find another team to get in on this deal to make things go through because they're reporting that they want to move Chris Paul possibly to a contender if they can if not then he will more likely um more than likely get a buyout so i know for some of you when you first heard this it was probably a little strange for you like wait what a minute what yeah because there were reports out that um chris paul was going to be waived um i'm not sure 100 percent sure how that works but his name has popped up in this deal and again like i said the Wizards need another team to get involved. So they are shopping and looking, trying to get another team involved so that they can move Chris Paul to a contender for him as the veteran that he is, or reluctantly they'll end up having to buy him out and ultimately making him an unrestricted free agent. Um, in my opinion, right now, I feel like the best thing for them to do would just take the just go with the buyout uh because you already are uncertain about Kyle Kuzma and there's another free agent um that could be key for you that you're uncertain of un that they're uncertain about their free agent status right now. So now if you bring in a guy like Chris Paul and you're still uncertain, are you really a contender? Um you know Bradley Bill has waived his no trade clause and that will carry over with him to 
the Suns. But he, he seems to understand it. Like I resigned, I just signed this contract, and we're not getting any better, so we're not going to be a contender. So he waived the con waived the clause to be traded to Phoenix, who is a contender, um, and ultimately a big three. The one thing I my guy Ryan, thanks for tuning in. Um, the one thing I have to say about that situation in phoenix is now you in essence have three guards in your starting lineup you've got a two guard um actually you've got two two guards really and a three chuck ea my guy thanks for tuning in um you got devin booker uh, who has some size six six you got Bradley Bill, who's about 6'3", six, 6'4", six, somewhere in there. And then you know, you got the Durantula, who's like 6'11". But you push Kev, push KD to like that three spot. So now, in essence, you've got two actual, if we play position-wise, and we know that today's NBA is position as basketball, and I understand that. But just going through the motions with you, you look at it and you look at two, in essence, two, uh, two guards, two shooting guards, one small forward. You have your center in DeAndre Ayton. Now you got to fill in. And you have to make a decision whether you want to fill in a legit power forward at the four or do you want to go with bringing in a point guard and have uh, push Devin Booker to the three. Then that means you might have to push Kevin Durant to the four. So it's going to get complicated. It's going to get interest, interesting so they can see how um, it'll figure out how to play out with them. But again, um, another super team being formed or potentially being formed like i said still has to wait for what the wizards need to do like i just told you um to get this deal finalized and i don't know how easy that's going to be um you know there are arguably or questionably um questions about chris paul his health things of that nature also his age and, and his mileage as far as him playing in his career the amount of time that he's been playing so i will keep my eyes definitely on that um story for you and give you everything that I can give you, you know, when I get it, like I always do. So, moving along, I want to talk a little bit about, like I mentioned, these Sixers trades. And like I said, we know that the NBA draft is coming this Thursday, June 22nd, 8 p.m. ESPN and ABC. So, I've also read, and I'm giving you this because I got it, and a lot of reports now are leading towards stating that Tobias Harris will conceivably be on a different roster um, this year. Um, let's see. Chuck EA he says, bro, I really don't think they have positions anymore. It's basically back in front. Yeah, Chuck, I, I know that, um, and I said that too. But I was just saying, like, for us guys that know basketball and for some of my other listeners that know basketball, you know, you, you look at it um, and you decide for, for yourself, like, where are these guys going to play? How is this going to look? Um, hell, Rel on uh, Instagram. My guy, Rel, thanks for tuning in. Good brother. So, good, Chuck. I get your point, and I know, like I said, position bas positionless basketball. But just like they say when they do the all-star balance, it's like front court and backcourt players, and you are absolutely correct. But I just wanted to point some things out where they create this super team, and you see how they could be outnumbered. They can get mismatched. Um, with what they have that's all I was saying you know it's going to be tough um, yeah so we'll get that and you know we'll see what happens with that 
But again, um, where I was going was like we're talking some Sixers right now a little bit. And, and I feel like all the rumors and everything I've been seeing is stating that Tobias Harris could finally be on another team's roster by the start of the season, allegedly before the summer is up. I think that could be a good decision for the Sixers because of the contract. And also, it's time, it's to the point now where you may have some takers on that inspiring contract. This is one of the things that a lot of teams do um, in the NBA. And what that does, if you don't know, let's just say Sixers Team A and another Team B, they, Team B, they make a deal and they take on, Team B takes on Tobias Harris's contract. Tobias Harris then becomes their player. So when they go into free agency next summer, if he does not resign with that particular team, then they have that space in their salary cap space, which is what goes on. But the Sixers, basically where they were last year, everything that's going on with James Harden right now, with his uncertainty as so far, they need to do something and they need to have a contingency plan. And I think that's what they're thinking about. So, again, the rumors for the Tobias Harris trade are coming up. And I think that would be a, a solid move for them. You get rid of that contract, and you could possibly bring in multiple players that could help you immediately because you don't have the draft picks anyway. Also, the Sixers are also looking quietly looking at um, possible moves to gain a second-round pick this year because they don't have any picks in the draft this year due to that James Harden trade. So, a lot of this focus, like we said, is going to be centered around the Tobias Harris, who's going to be the biggest intricate piece in just about anything that the Sixers do um, this summer. So one, Sixers and the Pacers. And one of the players here is one of the Sixers that tried to get before, but I think the personnel in that particular trade um, when he was with Sacramento did not fit what the Sixers were looking for. So in this trade with the Sixers, who then he ultimately got traded to the Pacers. But this trade now between the Sixers and the Pacers, the Pacers would get Tobias Harris and Jaden Springer. The Sixers would ultimately gain a first-round pick this year, and they would also get Buddy Hill. So I know, Mel, if you're watching, I know you like Buddy Hill, and you wanted them to get Buddy Hill when they had the opportunity. But again, like I said, the other moving parts or the other parts in that deal made it, not feasible for what the Sixers were looking at or not what they wanted to do at the time. Uh, I like Buddy Hill. Um, I think Buddy Hill could be a great addition to the shooting aspect that the Sixers lack on a roster with Joel Embiid. Um, Jaden Springer has gotten better, but he's one of those pieces that you could sacrifice. Um, other names that I think could possibly have been thrown in here um, Shake Melton, Shake Milton, I'm sorry, um, Furkan Korkmaz. You know, I think with those two players, like I said last week, the relationship is just run its course with those two guys. They haven't, on one hand, with Shake, he hasn't improved enough to solidify himself in the rotation. And Furkan just hasn't proved himself to be a consistent part of the rotation. So it might just be time to move on from now, you know, just because their time here has run its course. Uh, the next deal, Sixers, Raptors, Kings, a three-team trade. The Sixers would end up with Harrison Barnes and Davion Mitchell. The Raptors would get Tobias Harris, a 26 and a 29 first-round pick. And the Kings would get O.G. Ananobi and Gary Trent Jr. I'm actually okay with that 
because as far as for the Sixers, you only move one person at this particular time, and then so you still may have a little bit of wiggle room to add some other pieces into another deal. Um, I like the fact that what you get in Harrison Barnes, solid veteran, championship pedigree, uh, proven. Um, and he can play, I think, the three and the four, so he could help, I think. Then you get an up-and-coming guard with Davion Mitchell, which also could pose a problem because you still have Tyrese Maxey. So where do you play those guys? How do you skip minutes between those two guys um, in that situation? Next, Sixers and the Raptors and the Blazers. Sixers, we get Chris Boucher, Boucher from the Raptors and Gary Trent Jr. The Raptors, we get Tobias Harris, Anthony Simons, two first-round picks in 23 and 29, and two second-round picks in 24-25. It's a lot for the Raptors. The Blazers would end up with Furkan Korkmaz and Pascal Siakam. I don't really know um, how I like this deal. Like I like the character Gary Trent Jr. piece. The Chris Boucher, Boucher piece is a little questionable for me uh, because we need shooting, and then we also need a backup big. Like, Montrezl Harrell is an unrestricted free agent, so he could ideally be around on the roster. But you still need another backup. Dwayne Dedman was a free agent, so I think he's going to be a, he's a unrestricted. I mean, Montrezl Harrell is a restricted. Dwayne Dedman, I think, is unrestricted. So you kind of got to look at a big that can give you big minutes. Chris Boucher, in my opinion, doesn't really give you big minutes. He's big, but he's a shooter. He tends to shoot threes and stay on the perimeter. Get that kind of size. You kind of need that kind of size to back up or maybe even and on certain occasions assist Joel Embiid as a big in the paint. The Sixers and the Bulls. Sixers would get Lonzo Ball, Alex Caruso, and Derrick Jones Jr., the Bulls would get Tobias Harris, Jaden Springer, 24 second and a 29 second. Lonzo Ball is kind of injured right now, and there's some uncertainty whether he will ever play again. So I'm going to kind of stay away from that. Um, I like the Alex Caruso because of what he gives you. Derrick Jones can be a decent role player for you. I don't know how that would work. Moving on to another trade, Sixers and the Jazz. The Sixers would get Kelly Olenek. Jazz would get Harris and a 29 first round pick. I think that's too much, and you're only getting Kelly Olenek in return, so I would not do that deal. Sixers and the Pistons. Sixers would receive Marvin Bagley Jr. Pistons would get Tobias Harris in two second rounds. Again, too much going away from the Sixers, I think, for that particular player. Um, again, too much going away. The Sixers and the Spurs. Sixers would receive Doug McDermott. Shooter, which they can use, give away a little bit too much, in my opinion. Um, maybe not this one, though. The Spurs would get Harris and a 29 first round pick. Next, we got the Sixers and the Pacers. The Sixers would get Buddy Hield and Aaron Nesmith. The Pacers would get two second round picks and Tobias Harris. And then finally, the last deal that I saw that I looked at, Sixers would get Kevin Porter Jr. and Jay Sean Tate. The Rockets will receive Tobias Harris and two second-round picks. So those are just some deals um, that came up that I saw early so far. Like I said, with this uh, Chris Paul, Bradley Beal, more so Bradley Beal deal that's um, in progress right now, um, it could kind of set the market for some things to come. could kind of set the precedent 
for some possible things to come. We, we won't know until we really get into the heat of the moment, and then we won't know until we see what happens when this deal actually does get finalized either way, whether there's a buyout or whether there's another team involved. So for the Sixers, um, it's looking like an update has been made in rumors that I've seen that there is a potential um, interest of James Harden coming back. But you got to work on that contract. Right now, I can't see the Sixers giving up what he wants in that four-year, $200 million. Um, I was talking to someone the other day, and I felt like uh, you could give him, you kind of got to negotiate with him, you know. Let him know what your intentions are. You intend to move Harris and bring some players in or some things in. Let Nick Nurse talk to him and give him a definitive answer on what his role would be. And you try to get him to do a deal like he did to come back this most most recent free agency. Maybe add another year in if you can. Um, but your 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 basic deals are now going to be um, premised on what you do with Tobias Harris. Because at this point right now, you kind of want to run it back. Um, we all know what happened in the playoffs this year. Another second round exit. But the potential is there. Um, and I think some things could happen there. But they've got to get rid of that contract in order to be able to bring in some other pieces that can truly, truly help them um, in this run. The guys that they have, they have some pieces that um, went that worked with them, but you need some more. And the way they're strapped, or like I said, or handicapped with that contract, it's not really going to help them. Some. So if they move that contract, I think that will help um, a lot um, in the long run. So we'll see what happens um, in that. So that's all the Sixer stuff for right now. Um, moving along, the last thing I want to get to, folks, I want to talk to you all a little bit about this John Morant um, suspension. Um, hey, Auntie Joe, thanks for tuning in. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, John Morant, as we know, was suspended for 25 games. I posted that, got a little bit of feedback on it. People said um a lot of different things a lot of different things um you know once i went through the information uh before i brought it to you today i saw what people said and then i read up on it and some of the points that people had mentioned in the comments in the post were legit and i understood where um these people were coming from so what a lot of people what some people said were some people were on the fence. Some people thought 25 games was all right. Some people thought that 25 games was not enough. Uh, some people were okay with it due to the fact that he basically did not commit any crimes. He did flash a firearm, of course, yeah. And we understand when you're at that level, when you represent an NBA team, you are the face of a franchise, uh, potentially a face or not if not the face of the NBA, this young NBA, um, you represent all times. You represent the NBA and you represent that organization. So I see where the black eyes and the blemishes are. But if you think about it, we don't know. There are, go there are always going to be some points that we media members, fans on the outside looking in, will never get. So we don't honestly know if he is licensed to carry and all that type of jazz. Um, you can easily research the gun laws in Memphis and find out what the laws are there. But again, still, you don't know whether he has a legit license to carry or if he needs one there. 
So in essence, um, like my guy, Claude Robinson said, he did not commit any crimes that we know of. So the 25 games suspension, um, of course, that's without pay. And I think what's needed in this time are some of the, a lot of the things that I said before, where he really needs to take this time and get some help. And, and I don't say that in a bad way. Um, I say that meaning everything that he's going through, he needs to talk to someone to help him get a clearer understanding of his actions and how they affect his employer, the Memphis Grizzlies, and his superior employer, the NBA. Because as long as you're a member of the NBA, whatever you do, you are a reflection of that organization, the NBA, and you are a reflection of whatever franchise you are a member of. So hopefully this 25 games will allow some people to reach out to him, allow him to hopefully reach out to someone or some people, hopefully allow him to decompress, take a couple steps back, and think about the actions and up to where he is within the suspension while he's going through it and kind of decipher a plan moving forward for what he needs to do or for an adjustment of his actions outside of basketball. Because it's happened twice so far. He's been suspended twice so far. Um, in my opinion, the NBA has somewhat been lenient, if you will. If it happens again, and you can easily throw in there depending on the time frame, but more so, if it happens again, if this particular incident or this particular type of incident happens again it could be very very detrimental it could come with a bigger bang because you've already gotten two opportunities where you had suspension time you know the one first time you had suspension time they gave you a little bit of time like we say you had to sit down for a minute get yourself together but then shortly after that you do it again so now they increase the games so you got a little bit more time to realize yo like i did it they got me but then I did it again and it kind of went light on me how do I want to handle this how do I want to look at this moving forward so again like I said again for me after I read the 25 suspension 25 game suspension I posted it I read the comments and like what people said and I went through it and I thought about it and then I went back through the article again actually I went through about two or three articles on the suspension and where I'm at with it is what I'm telling you now it's the same thing that I said prior to this 25 game suspension i feel like he needs people to reach out to him there needs to be people that need to reach out to him because i'm gonna go on a limb and say he is complacent with where he is but doesn't see the problem that he has created is where I'm going to go with it. And the people around him are, and right now in this particular situation, in my opinion, are not the right people that need to be coaching him through this. He needs to step away from these people for a second and talk to somebody or get with some other people so he can see what's going on and see 
that some things need to change. Because you see how easy these five games and these 25 games were taken away. They can very easily, the NBA, they can very easily take everything away. Okay? You just signed the Nike shoe contract. And people made some jokes on social media with the fact like, okay, so Ja flashed a gun and he still has his Nike contract. But Ty Kyrie posted a link to a movie and he lost the contract. So it can go different ways, different situations. I get it. But that was just an example that I'm just using as reference to the point where I'm saying Ja, in my opinion, Ja's situation could be viewed a little bit more serious than Kyrie's. But you see what happened. In that instance, it could very well have had happened to you. But if you don't get it right this time, you don't get it together after this second suspension. The hammer could come down again. And this time, the hammer could come down a lot heavier and a lot harder. Um, Kyrie Irving has moved on from his fiasco, if you will. Just posted the other day, maybe even yesterday, that he has a new sneaker contract with a new company. All right. So he's gotten past his situations. And I'm not going to say that something else may happen again down the line because I know who Kyrie is. And like I said, I respect Kyrie for the person that he is and the basketball player. But John Morant's situation is a little different. It can be considered a violent, hostile act. And again, you're representing a multi-billion dollar organization and then a multi-million dollar organization being the NBA and the Memphis Grizzlies. And again, you represent both of them no matter whether you're playing or not playing. When you're out in public, you, mem you remember you remember, you are a member of that organization, those organizations, and you are representing them when you're out in public. And again, like I mentioned about other situations, or even when this first, the first situation with John Morant, like, dude, when you're out, people know who you are. Which comparison I made with the Ray Rice situation we went back when I had Mel on the show with me. But when you're at that, that level, people know who you are. Or people recognize you rather. And they'll recognize you as that top tier, high high profile athlete, actor, or whatever, when you get to that level. And since we're talking about athletes, like people may not know exactly who you are, but they'll look at you and say, Oh, you're you're an athlete. You play for somebody. You in that NBA or you in that NF, whatever. You know, they'll recognize you. They may not know your name, but they'll understand and see you, your stature and all that kind of stuff, and they'll recognize you. So, again, this is why I say when you're out in public at that level, you have to be very cautious and very um, aware of the things that you do and the people that you keep around you. So, apparently, hopefully, this 25-game situation will help Ja find some help. It will help maybe some people reach out to him to get him straight. The suspension without the pay could possibly help him in another way where I'm not getting paid. So I hope I got some money saved or some stash that I can get by for this 25 games. We'll see what happens. Again, all in all, it is a frightening disturbing situation for this young man and again like i said i mentioned to you about the tweet that he had that could have been read or could have been perceived as a suicide note and that all changed because that quieted down real quick like i said i posted it i saw it and i, I wrote what i wrote about it 
and it immediately got taken down because people went to that level and he took it was taken down so that's been taken down and that's kind of been smoothed over you haven't heard much about that um since but again the situation that you put yourself in and yes i say you put yourself in because you did it could pose detrimental um i employ the people that are around jai to right now maybe take a step back let him or even help him get the help that he needs right now because obviously he needs some help and people may argue and say oh well he don't need no help that's just him and that's who he is no doesn't matter and we understand that that technically is not really him okay but the bottom line is if you're acting like that now then there's something going on from when you first came into the league to where you are now and you're doing all this and you're doing all this on social media and in public poses a problem and like i said it poses a bigger problem because of who you are need to think about that john again like i said hopefully these 25 games will allow him to sit down and reevaluate some things that he has done um reevaluate some people that are around him reevaluate himself and understand that it's now time for me to talk to someone even if it's just for you to go and vent to somebody just let them know what's going on with you because apparently i see or this is how i feel when i see these types of situations i immediately go to something's going on it could be a cry for help it could be something else but when you look at situations like this and you have followed this man's career young man's career like i have somewhere because of what i do here you look at this now and you're like wait something's going on something's not right and the sooner he can get a handle on it hey pal thanks for tuning in the sooner um he can get a handle on it right uh let me just get my notes together as soon as he can get a handle on it then he can figure out and other people around him figure out how they can help him but it has to start with him if he doesn't look for the help, then the help won't come. You have to want the help. And then on the other side, there should be some people in the NBA, and I'm sure there have been, that need to begin to reach out to him or continue to reach out to him so that someone can figure out what's going on. Someone can figure out how to move forward positively in this situation remove these suspensions let him play basketball let him do his job let him regain that nike contract or reinstitute that nike contract let him get back to making the money that he has been making let him get back to being able to securely take care of his entire family but something needs to be done it needs to be some conversations some dialogue something some different actions something needs to be done because in my opinion like i said and i keep saying it that way because i want you to know this is all coming from me i'm not taking what i saw what i read i read what i read and i made it my own i took my interpretation out of it so the bottom line that i have for this entire situation is the fact that there is apparently something going on i don't know what but i noticed the change so that means for me there's something going on and it needs to be addressed before it gets too far out of hand it's almost out of hand right now because he got suspended twice but before it gets too far out of hand uh, 
I am Milano. Thanks for tuning in on IG. Before it gets too far gone, it needs to be roped in, dealt with, and either handled or a process needs to start on how to progress positively moving forward. So with that being said, folks, it's your boy, Sports Rap CEO. Signing out a little early today, like I said, because I, I got my points out. I got what I wanted to give you today. Gave you a good hour, 20, 40 minutes. And I think I got what I wanted covered. Um, I'm sure if I come back later, I'll probably see some more uh, comments on this video once it goes up, once it gets posted. But again, you know, talk to me people you know i'm here for you if you comment i will get to the comments later and i will um respond when i can respond but again sixers need some work probably arguably will end up moving to bias harris um before the end of the season or well, end of the season before the season starts hopefully they'll be done before the summer so they can have some wiggle room a little bit the john Morant situation again some things need to be done on both sides um there help needs to be replenished or help needs to be offered or he needs to find out a way to ask for some help um the other things that are going on in nba you got major league baseball of course um i'm gonna give you the schedule for the day got the wnba that started up that's in full swing right now so please if you can watch some of those games man support some of that wnba um tv action because those ladies need that support that league need that support um I've always I've talked about it several times and I always talk about it when it pops up but those women need a lot more support um than they're getting um financially fan wise whatever so if you get a minute watch a couple WNBA games man get them that support give them help them get that TV time so they can get a bigger TV contract so those ladies can earn um some bigger salaries with that being said Monday games for today MLB, Major League Baseball games. You got Cardinals and Nationals, Royals and Tigers, Blue Jays, Marlins, Cubs and Pirates, Rockies, Reds, Red Sox, Twins, Diamondbacks, Brewers, Mets, Astros, Rangers, White Sox, Padres, Giants. Moving on for Tuesday for the next set of WNBA games. Three games on that slate. The Dream and the Wings, the Lynx and the Sparks, and the Sun and the Storm. Folks, Aaron Cisco, my guy old school thanks for tuning in at the tail end i am getting ready to close out folks everybody that tuned in today on instagram peace and love lowell rich chuck ea uh chuck you were on ig i'm sorry i mean you were on facebook so peace and love lowell rich shaw sister uh ron g i mean sorry ron j 215 Hellrail 0513 and I am Alana Alano. Thank you all for tuning in. Like I said, on Facebook, um, Facebook, we had Mariah Powell, Shaw's sister, and I think Lowell Rich was on both. But anyway, he's always tuned in. So thanks again, Lowell Rich. Everybody tuning in. Like I say, folks, you know where to get me at all the time, all week on social media at Sports Rap CEO on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Facebook, Sports Rap Podcast LLC is the group page. Website, sportsrapradio.com. Uh, audio, iHeart, Anchor, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or mostly where you get 
your podcast outlets. This audio will probably go up tomorrow or the next day. Video will also go up um, on YouTube tomorrow or the next day. But get over to that YouTube channel, folks. Like I tell you every week, Sports Rap TV is the channel. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure you check out the videos that are there. There's quite a bit of videos there, quite a bit of footage over there. Go through it. Check out the videos that you like. Make sure you hit the thumbs up on that video. And then subscribe. You know, subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to the channel. Then tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Come on back. It's your boy, Sports Rap CEO. Thanks, everyone, that tuned in. See y'all all week on social media. Right back live next Monday. And, again, going to be a warm day today. So enjoy some of the sunshine. Stay cool. Stay hydrated. And be great on purpose. Peace.